0: Happy Anal August! Boost your anal adventures and stock up on gear for your rear at The Pleasure Chest. Head to thepleasurechest.com to explore their latest and greatest butt plugs, beads, and prostate massagers. All the things for butt stuff. Some of their featured items are especially creative, like the B-Vibe Vibrating Anal Plug Set that has this whimsical rainbow unicorn look. For temperature play, consider the Crystal Delights short-term tea handle glass anal plug. And please always use lube when you're heading to that back door. The Pleasure Chest has you covered there too. Learn more and start shopping at thepleasurechest.com. This episode is supported by Athletic Greens. I've been adding AG1 to my smoothies, and it feels awesome to be proactive about my health, especially when I'm not getting as many fruits and veggies as I'd like. It has a mild, tropical taste, and it provides a huge range of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more, sourced from whole foods. It's even designed to promote better sleep quality and daytime alertness. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, and he ended up on this complicated supplement routine for recovery that cost him $100 a day. To make things easy, Athletic Greens is offering you all a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash girlboner. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash girlboner to quote, take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As a side note, I always recommend checking with your doctor or dietitian before starting a supplement. Especially if you have a medical condition or take other supplements. Learn more at the link in the show notes. What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. how do you feel about it? Just as HBO's Sex and the City brought vibrators into the limelight in the 90s, The Godfather and Deep Throat are credited for making oral sex mainstream cool. While that took place in the 1970s, people have been munching carpet, gobbling the goose, and shizzling nizzle throughout time. Yes, those are all names for it. Today we will celebrate this kind of play with highlights from past interviews, plus some added tips to help you up your going down on someone ante, if that's something you enjoy or would like to enjoy, or to more enjoyably receive it. First, my conversation with Melanie Crystal, founder and CEO of Laurels. So I often ask people I interview and people I meet at events what they learned about sex and sexuality growing up (laughs) because you specialize in particular in oral sex. I wonder, what were the early messages you learned about oral sex when you were growing up?
1: I feel like there weren't very many messages at all. I really hardly remember sex ed from growing up, whether it was middle school or high school. I don't remember the lessons that we were taught. I'm almost certain that oral sex was not a component of them. And I imagine that a lot of the lessons that I was getting back then were fear-based. But from the people around me, the friends that I spent my time with, there was a lot of celebration of intimacy and romance and connecting with a partner and feeling good about it. So I guess there were some mixed messages. I didn't really have a lot of shame associated with sex and sexuality or oral sex. Do you remember a time when you realized what oral sex was? From
0: a lot of people I've heard, like Cosmo or depending on when you were coming into your
1: awareness around sexuality. Sometimes people found something on the internet. I don't really remember. I was a late bloomer myself. I remember when I first experienced those sensations and I was like, this is really, really incredible and something that everyone should be able to participate in and something that we should be talking about more. But gosh, I don't really remember very much about when it first came to me.
0: Melanie does recall when oral sex became part of her ongoing professional mission to make it more pleasurable. The seeds for that took root during her college years.
1: So I I had a bit of a sexual awakening in college, I guess, like many of us do. And for me, it wasn't just experiential. It was also educational and interacting with a lot of people regarding these topics. So I was a pure sex educator back then. I was a counselor at the National LGBTQ Hotline. And so I was interacting with a lot of people on sex-related topics. And like I mentioned, when I was younger, even though I didn't learn very much about sex, I didn't have very much shame associated with it. And so then in college, I really liked being able to share that non-shaming approach to sex and sexuality. And I had a lot of other roles during college that were sort of sexuality adjacent. Back then, I thought I wanted to be a theater producer, and I was in school in New York, and so I interned with the off-Broadway producers of the Vagina Monologues. And that was just such a cool experience, being part of that show and then also seeing what their office culture was like. Because of the play being what it was, there are a lot of terms that are thrown around the office that become normalized because they're part of this art that they're producing and sharing with society. And then over time, my career sort of switched and I became a lawyer. And so when I was a lawyer, the time in the office and the conversations that we had were just so diametrically opposed to (laughs) that. very vagina monologue. Yeah. I mean, it was just a complete difference. And I liked being a lawyer. I liked working on those very complex issues, understanding just really nuanced legal topics, working on strategy, working on teams. But I missed all of those things that I got to talk about in college. I missed working on destigmatizing sexuality. And basically, what happened was I was having those thoughts in my mind. Then I was also, meanwhile, having thoughts in my mind of, is being a lawyer what I want to do forever? Is there something else that I want out of my life? And I ended up going on a romantic vacation and I found myself saying no to oral sex when I wanted it to be saying yes. And I thought, gosh, this is so sad that here I am in this beautiful place. We're trying to have a really wonderful, intimate experience. And here I am holding back. And Why is that happening? But also, is there a solution for this other than, you know, the immediate change of one's mind? Like, okay, I'm going to snap out of it. Sometimes that's unrealistic, depending on what it is that's keeping you from experiencing that pleasure. Back then, we thought, well, I guess the one potential solution is a dental dam. They're basically a six by 10 inch sheet of thin rubber, and they are used for performing oral sex. On- and dental surgery.
0: Like- and dental surgery. <laughs> I actually surgery. looked it up because I thought why do we call them that? I thought maybe they were used in dentistry, but I wasn't sure. It just sounded like a really weird name for something sexual. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, no, it is exactly that same sheet of plastic that they would stretch over the mouth to do like certain dental procedures and surgeries and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Actually, the origin story for dental dams involves a condom company owner being at the dentist and thinking, huh, if I just made this a slightly different shape and flattened it out a little bit, it could be used for conolingus.
0: Which is really innovative. And I think it's really cool that they exist. As I was reading about them, there's a lot of information about, especially queer identifying women, saying, we love that these exist, but a very small percent actually use them. So what is it that makes Dental Dams problematic from a oral pleasure standpoint?
1: I think that there's a few different reasons. And this is why, like, my partner and I back then didn't really want to incorporate them because you have to hold them in place. And so that takes two out of the possibly four hands that are involved in the scenario, which, you know, you want to be able to use your hands while you're enjoying sexual pleasure. They also can move from the back to the front of your body, which can cause UTIs. They're kind of loose on the body, and so they'll often get caught up the giver's nostrils or in their mouth, making it a little bit hard to breathe. And then there's just not a sexy product. I mean, when you incorporate that into your activity, you're thinking about dentistry. You know, you're not thinking about beautiful, intimate sexuality. And so I think that for those reasons, the product hasn't become as popular as it potentially could. And that was sort of my aha moment when I thought, what if there were a sexier version of this product that helped you feel Confident and beautiful and not like you're wearing a scarlet letter, essentially.
0: And so Melanie came up with laurels, silky one-time-use latex undies for comfort, pleasure, and as of more recently, STI protection during oral sex and foreplay. And they're helpful for both kind of lingus on a vulva, but also for rimming.
1: Yes. And actually, you can switch between cunnilingus and rimming as much as you want, which is very fun and something you can't really do with a dental dam because you have to kind of move the dental dam back and forth. And it's something that you can't really do with skin-to-skin contact either because of, you know, concern about transferring bacteria from your anus to your vagina. So how did you come up with the idea? So you
0: knew you wanted to create something. Was this your first? Were you thinking, I need to make like underwear.
1: Was that your first idea? I think my first idea was that this needs to be hands-free and it needs to be sexy and also very easy to use. I thought that that was important as well. So I knew that there were products that existed in order to incorporate dental dams into sexual activity in ways that, you know, were hands-free. So there's like dental dam harnesses and you snap them in place. There's a few other products sort of along those lines. But I thought if I were in that moment – and I wanted oral sex, would I really pull out a harness and then grab my dental dam and snap it into place? Or would I just decide, eh, I don't really need oral sex right now. And I think that the more kind of barriers that you put in place, ironically, we're talking about a barrier here, but the more (laughs) barriers you put in place to actually using the product, the less likely people are actually going to be to experience that oral sex that they want to be having. And then At some point, the idea of turning it into a panty hit my mind, and I was like, how do you do that? How would you design it? And how would you manufacture it? And I just started brainstorming and doing a lot of research. When I should have been writing legal briefs, I was thinking about basically how to create oral sex panties.
0: I would say her priorities were exactly in the right place. Melanie and her team of female engineers went through over 20 rounds of prototyping to land at the right stretch, thickness, texture, and scent. And one of their goals is to make pleasure more accessible to everyone, especially given that some people with a vulva only or most easily experience orgasm through oral. Through some research, Melanie and her team discovered A bunch of different reasons that people might not enjoy oral sex that have little to do with anatomy or preferring, say, deeper internal sensations.
1: So what we found is that so many receivers actually turn down receiving oral sex when they are really interested in it. I'd say one really big one right now is that their partner has facial hair and it physically hurts for them to receive. I mean, it rubs up against their body. And it's just not a pleasant sensation. And it sort of negates all of the pleasant sensations that you have from that person's tongue. Also, so many people are not interested in having oral sex on their period. So, you know, a quarter of the month they're turning down oral sex when they could be saying yes to those great sensations. So you're able to receive oral sex on your period without having to worry about mess. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Even if
0: you're just like in a hotel and the sheets are
1: white, (laughs) you know, there's like a lot of reasons for that. Absolutely. Or some people aren't interested in oral after they've just gone to the gym or if they haven't showered in a day. They just aren't able to enjoy the sensations and instead they're sort of focused on, oh, maybe I should take a shower right now rather than actually enjoying what's happening. A lot of people turn down rimming because they're worried about poop. And it's such a bummer because the sensations of rimming can feel so, so good.
0: Laurels might also help make oral more pleasurable if you're managing trauma or dealing with various body image concerns.
1: A lot of folks might find oral to be triggering in some way. Perhaps they've faced sexual trauma in the past or if they're non-binary or if they're trans and they don't want to be thinking about their genitals at this time that they're intimate. So there's basically many, many reasons that receivers would turn down the skin-to-skin contact of oral when they still want all the physical sensations of oral.
0: Other reasons you might not be into receiving oral might include a partner's lack of know-how as far as techniques that feel good, concerns about smells or pubic hair. As natural as both are, not everyone is comfortable with them. Those same issues can make giving oral less appealing too. If oral sex is not your thing regardless and your partner desires it, you could also try things like flavored lube, keeping oral as a bath or a shower activity only, or using a sex toy that mimics oral sensations. Two great examples are the Womanizer toys. They have this awesome clit-sucking feature. Or a fleshlight, which provides suction around a penis. When I interviewed sex educator and friend of mine, Kate Scalise, for my book, She said, there's the old adage that blowjobs are called a job for a reason, but it doesn't have to be that way for oral sex on anyone. To make the most of oral, she said to first and foremost, get yourself into a really comfortable position. Melanie added this tip, focus on curiosity.
1: Like what happens if I move a little bit over here? And what happens if I incorporate my finger and touch in this particular place? And I think that that curiosity makes you, as a giver, especially excited about what's going on. And then your partner can often feel that. And I feel like pillows are very helpful. And sometimes if you're about to, you know, engage in particular sexual activity, you're not thinking about pillow placement. But I do think it's often very worthwhile to pause and say, hang on, let me grab a pillow.
0: That can be especially helpful for lifting up the pelvis, which makes pleasure and comfort more likely. Plus, shifting your thoughts to how can I make sure we're comfortable might help keep you more present than feeling like you have to perform. Are you a breakfast person? I love a good breakfast, but I'll be honest, I don't usually feel like making it myself. Lately, Magic Spoon has been really helping me there. It's a cereal that comes in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And it's such a simple way to get plenty of protein at breakfast. It's also great for folks who have special dietary needs because of things like diabetes, a gluten intolerance, or a soy allergy. The flavors are fun to mix together and you can add fresh fruit or a sweetener if you'd like. The cocoa flavor topped with sliced strawberries is the tastiest way I've tried so far. Head to magicspoon.com slash girlboner to grab a variety pack of your own and use the promo code GIRLBONER at checkout to save $5. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash GIRLBONER and the code GIRLBONER to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. So that topic, presence versus performance, came up in my conversation with author Lauren Emily back in early 2020. First, Dr. Megan Fleming weighed in for a listener named Jess, who wrote this. I'm with a cis guy now, and previously I was only with cis women. So even though I have heard that penises are simpler, this is new territory for me. What are your suggestions? Here's what Dr. Megan had to say.
2: Jess, thanks for your question. Certainly when you're new to anything, as I always say, we never start as experts. It's about the energy, right? Have fun, play. So some basic techniques I want to share with you. And then of course, give you some resources. You know, it really starts with the energy and the enthusiasm, you know, the sense of I'm really looking forward to having your dick in my mouth or making you come. right? Really just giving a sense of that not only is this for his pleasure, but that you get pleasure in giving him pleasure. And the other thing, which I think is we have to not forget is the practical, which is having to make adjustments when and if after time you find that the position is no longer comfortable for you. Third thing I would say is, again, it's sort of about the anticipation, the buildup. We want to build arousal. I've heard referred to as like the goody trail or the kiss trail, but you could start up at the nape of his neck, working your way down, kissing, maybe sucking, caressing, all the way down to then getting his pubic hair And again, it's important maybe to include sort of his balls and his testes. And then it's really to play with the sense of rhythm and speed. And then it's, of course, a decision whether or not you want to swallow or spit. And, you know, I think it's important we feel that it's a choice point to see what you're
0: comfortable with, and
2: that might change.
0: Dr. Megan recommended a couple of books that might help too, including Blow Him Away, How to Give Him Mind-Blowing Oral Sex, By Marcy Michaels and Marie DeSalle.
2: In addition to sort of the basics on oral sex, Marcy actually is a speech pathologist. So she gives very good techniques for mouth and tongue muscle exercises, you know, because it's not every day you get that kind of detailed information from a professional linguist on how to train and strengthen and coordinate basically every muscle that you're going to need for giving good oral sex. So that I think is a unique book from that perspective.
0: She also recommended the book Going Down by Nikki Talbot.
2: It's an illustrated guide to giving him the best blowjob of his life. I mean, we're all different learners. Some of us learn best by reading, others by watching. So figure out what is your best learning style.
0: So in that same episode, Lauren and I talked quite a bit about oral. I asked her what advice one of her characters in her stories might have for Jess.
3: I was actually thinking of my first story, We Just Worked Together, which you can read on Belessa.co. The female character basically, like, we're in her head the entire time that this encounter is happening. And there is, there's a blowjob at one point. And she talks about just always having been self-conscious about that, which I think is something a lot of people who have gone down on a penis share. For me, it's still kind of a learning process when it comes to going down on a penis. But this character, Evie, she's able to just kind of feel in the moment. It's not the first act that takes place, which I think is important to note and kind of goes along with like build up is really good. And it's also at the point where she feels like she wants to rather than she has to, which I think is really key. And I think... Jess is like way ahead right there. I think just enthusiasm and intent and wanting to please your partner. I would say both Evie and I would echo the advice to just kind of get out of your own head, which easier said than done, but just be in the moment and realize this is someone you want to please. And ideally, and it sounds like in this situation, this is someone who's intent on pleasing you as well.
0: Absolutely. I love what you just said about really focusing on the pleasure and the experience it's easy to let ourselves judge ourselves right and to notice those thoughts but not let them take over in my girl boner book i talk about presence over performance oh i like that which i think is really big in all types of sex but in, in particular with oral sex because i think a lot of the depictions a lot of people learn about it from maybe watching porn for example and that is supposed to be very visual obviously it's right in front of the camera. So it's not, it's not what you're going to be able to necessarily recreate in the bedroom. And then also eye contact can be cool during oral. Don't you think?
3: So cool. Like super intimate. Not the whole time. You don't have
0: to like crick your neck. and. Oh no.
3: (laughs) I think the whole time would probably literally kill me. But yeah, like a significant like look up once in a while is really nice. I remember one time, I think it, became not, I'm going to give this person a blowjob, but this person is looking for a condom and I'm just feeling good. So I'm going to start sucking them off and almost got them a little too far. But I think back to that moment where it was like, oh, like I was really relaxed. It was something I wanted to do. And I just, I felt, I felt very comfortable with, with that partner.
0: I love that so much. We just never know where that ease might lead. For another author, Beverly Deal, comfort around oral sex led to one of the most mystical experiences I've heard about. When I interviewed Beverly for the oral sex sexiness section of Girl Boner Journal, she said this, I have had sensations so intense when receiving oral I've experienced synesthesia, which involves almost hallucinogenic visions of different textured images flipping like a slideshow through my mind. A white picket fence against a blue sky, butter dripping off corn on the cob, a sand dune, a small furry critter burrowing in the snow. It's poetry. Tell us a little bit
4: about that. Okay, so synesthesia is a condition that actually some people have all the time. And it's where one sense bleeds into another. So you hear colors or you smell sound. Or in my case, I was experiencing some sensations when a really amazing guy was going down on me. And all of a sudden I started seeing the slideshow in my mind. I started seeing these visions in my mind. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. <laughs> when we were done, I was talking to him about it. And he goes, oh, yes, yeah, synesthesia. And I'm like, oh, that is like the only thing that gives me more of a girl boner is when the guy actually knows what I'm talking about and has the vocabulary. Oh, throat. that is oh, so exciting. God. Yeah. But so what I realized is that my brain was experiencing sensation in such an intense way that it was trying to come up with comparative textural Mm. sensations. All the images in my mind had to do with some kind of texture, but it was coming up in my mind in a visual way. That's really fascinating.
0: And have you experienced it since?
4: I actually have. With oral sex and occasionally
0: other kinds of Sexy play. Something erotic, though. It like Usually, taps into your, yeah. almost like you're feeling so much that you need more to represent it. Yeah, that yeah. it kind
4: of went into overload. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a fair number of people feel self-conscious about receiving oral sex. What advice would you give someone who feels that way? Well, I think, so
4: here's here's a hard and fast fact, is not all men or women like to perform oral sex. And if you're with a partner who doesn't enjoy giving, you know, personally, I would rather have a V8 <laughs> like that commercial, you know, it's like, eh, no, you know, let's do something that we both enjoy. Don't go through the motions yeah. and be checking your watch to see if you've done it long enough. Can I trade this for a beverage, please? <laughs> so that's part of it. You want to have a partner who really actually does enjoy it. So I do have partners who really enjoy it and I have partners who are kind of meh about it and I don't receive cunnilingus from them.
0: Because there's a ton of other ways to have fun and pleasure that you both enjoy. That's great. So of the men who
4: enjoy it, they like the look, they like the smell, they like the taste, they like all the things about it. They're not self-conscious about it. And that makes it incredible. And I think that I also enjoy performing. And my partners have told me it's my enjoyment that makes it good for them. Again, the feeling that I'm not just checking my watch and seeing how many minutes I can do the thing. And right.
0: Getting it over with is not a good place to be when you're. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying it. And I think that. Is evident. I mean, there are ways to express it. You could also express it and not be really meaning it. You know, acting like you enjoy giving it is not the same thing. Like finding ways to enjoy it or, like you said, do something else.
4: Yeah. I prefer in my relationships to really connect emotionally with a partner. And that comes through sexually. Other people have a different approach and that works for them. But I think that, you know, every person that has labia and a clitoris and a vagina whether you were born with it or whether you got some help from a surgeon later on. Whatever kind of genitals you have, you have good genitals. You should not ever feel ashamed of the way your genitals look. And as long as you do, you know, basic hygiene and you don't have an infection, you know, you take care of that thing, there's nothing wrong with the way your
0: genitals look, smell, taste. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's no standard. There's no thing you need to measure up to. There is a whole industry that will... Try to tell you otherwise. So it's so important to hear that message. Thank you for sharing that. You may recall Beverly from previous episodes where she talked with me about her journey with breast cancer and a very sultry and empowering photo shoot. I'm sad to share that she is again dealing with cancer and thankfully getting the care she needs. If you would like to support her and cheer her on, please visit her page at caringbridge.org visit Bev's Cancer Battle 2022. We will wrap up today with a few tips from my Girl Boner book in a section called Perfecting Pussy Eating. One, take your time. Slow down and not only down there, says sex educator and coach Allison Ash. Most of the clitoris is internal And to thoroughly turn on a pussy, she said, you need to turn the inner clit on. Quote, as you kiss her passionately, nibble on her neck and massage her thighs. Blood rushes to her pussy and creates a pleasurable, achy feeling on her internal clit, Ash said. She added that a thorough warm-up with plenty of foreplay is necessary for anyone with a clitoris to experience their full capacity for pleasure. Second, tease and titillate. Anticipation is one of the hottest things about sex. So while you're taking your time, add some teasing and titillation to the mix. Do so until your partner craves increased pacing or intensity before you actually go harder or faster. Or as Ash put it, quote, immerse her in her desire before you give her what she wants. You can also work orgasm control into the mix if desired. As the receiver moves close to coming, stop or slow way down. Then after a brief cool down period, start again. This type of teasing can act like steroids on anticipation and make big O's much stronger. And three, use your fingers too. Yes, it's called oral sex, but fingers can add a whole new dimension of pleasure to cunnilingus. As you explore with your tongue, use your fingers to stimulate your partner's clitoris, G-spot, or both. Or lace your fingers over the skin on their inner thighs or reach up to caress their nipples or breasts. Add moisture to your fingers first with your mouth or lube as desired. If you love the taste of your partner's wetness, place your fingers in your mouth periodically, making known the pleasure the flavor brings you. You can also slide your fingers along the labia or lips for added sensation. Or better yet, keep varying it up. You can learn more, of course, in the book and also from the guests and products featured today. Find links to all of those in the show notes or in the transcript on my blog at augustmclaughlin.com oral. You can also download oral sex journaling prompts to help you take your exploration deeper at patreon.com slash girlboner. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that's the purple iPhone app, or in the iTunes store. Those ratings really help more folks find the show, and I so appreciate everyone. Thank you so much for listening.